Here's kind of a uh, add insult to injury. Just moments ago, the Pro Football Writers Association of America, they just came out with the all-NFL team for the season. The quarterback, none other than Aaron Rodgers, most likely going to win the MVP. The running back, Nick Chubb, for the Cleveland Browns, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. The wide receiver, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup of the Rams. Tight end is uh, Mark Andrews of the uh, Ravens, uh, Jason Kelsey of the Eagles. Uh, you got Joel uh, Petonio, uh, who's the guard, and go, kind of goes from there. Uh, and then you look at the defense and the inside linebacker, Devondre Campbell. Kind of goes from there. Nick Bosa of San Francisco, Miles Garrett of Cleveland. But uh, the three guys that you would expect, right there, there they are. Um, yeah, when you, we, the caller before we went to the top of the hour talked about the offensive line. And I said the same thing. I said, look, I appreciate the fact that Josh Myers was back and you wanted to move Lucas Patrick over and protect that guard position. But Armstead and Bosa had a field day. They really did. They pressured the hell out of Rodgers. I counted uh, none, none, none less than 11 times Rodgers was on the move and was forced to move or step up in the pocket because of some pressure. Now, they only have him li- have it officially listed as six, but he was, he was under pressure quite a bit. He was sacked five times in that game. It's five times for 29 yards. I mean, that's, that's quite a bit. He had pressure on him all day. Uh, 877-867-1670. By the way, uh, Josh Myers said that uh, he uh, had tore his MCL and also had a tibial plateau fracture against the Bears. He had surgery on both and the MCL scope and six screws in his tibia, which is significant. For six weeks, he was not allowed to put weight on his leg and had to put screws in the t- in the top. The, what they call the, the uh, tibial plateau, basically your tibia at the top of the tibia where the, the bone gets thicker, when you fracture that, it begins to, to kind of like shatter apart. It doesn't like break apart, like a clean break in the middle of the leg. It, it, sh- it like begins to like piece apart. And that's something that could be significant for the remainder of his career. We'll wait and see. But they had to put six screws in it. They had to put six screws in that. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Uh, let's go to Dave. Dave, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Dave, he, he gone. He gone. He ended up hanging up. Didn't want to wait through the uh, top of the hour. Uh, 877-867-1670. A lot of people chiming in over on the uh, the Bud Light live stream. And if you want to follow us over there, you're more than welcome to. Certainly appreciate it. Um. Sam says uh, that, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is from Sam, who says, uh, Aaron Rodgers it did not look like the leader we wanted him to be. He looked cold and he looked old. 
Matt LaFleur didn't rein him in. Who do you put the blame on? I, I'm not. Matt LaFleur is not reining him in. You know, I mean, this has been something that's been a working relationship all season long. It's just something that we've seen them at or Aaron Rodgers at times resort to where there's times where guys are flying around wide open and they just, they don't get it done. It's that simple. I mean, I don't, you know, you, you can look at it and scream and yell about it, but I mean, we can pick plays and we do, we look at certain plays. I mean, look at the last pass that Brett Favre threw as a green Bay Packer. We know that Ryan Grant was wide open over the middle. Aaron Rodgers throws that deep ball down to the Devontae in double coverage. Falls to the ground easily. Instead, Alan Lazard's running wide open down the field. I mean, 25 yards with nobody around him. All he's got to do is drop it in, and he, he just refused to do it. Just refused to do it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from uh, Paul. Paul says, are we really comfortable saying that Aaron Rodgers is so arrogant and stubborn that he would risk his legacy and the team's progression through the playoffs because he wouldn't look for other receivers? Uh, just like we blamed him in the past, even though the defense gave up the points and past losses. That's from Paul. Um, Paul, I'm a realist. I can tell you, I can go through each NFC championship game and tell you what it was all about, where defenses just weren't very good. Mostert ran forever. Going back to the 49ers a couple of years ago, that game in 2014, Rodgers didn't have a great game, but, I mean, come on. Julius Peppers tells Morgan Burnett to go down. Clay Matthews is pulling himself out of the game. Micah High doesn't know where to be on a two-point conversion. Bostic going up and getting a football, all of which, had they actually worked out, most likely the Packers win those games. That none of which was Rodgers' fault. The game in which they lost to the Atlanta Falcons, they don't get there if it isn't for Rodgers on a bad calf muscle, making that strike down to Jared Cook on the sideline, having a tremendous game, and then watching Mason Crosby split the uprights. But they were completely outmatched in that game against Atlanta. Their defense was all over Rodgers. They were just too banged up. You know, I can go through each one of those games. Last year, yeah, he didn't have the best of performances. Through the pick, Aaron Jones put the ball on the ground. Big turnover in that contest, and Rodgers choosing to force the ball into Devontae Adams rather than take it and run with it, possibly sticking it into the end zone to possibly tie the game up. Uh, and then obviously this year just didn't look good. Uh, there was a pretty much a lock on, on Devontae, a lock on Aaron Jones, of which they caught the football. I agree with you. You know, guys weren't getting open. Great game plan by Shanahan. But, you know, when you look at other t- other talent, when you look at you know Josh Allen, when you look at Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, when you look at what Matthew Stafford did, Joe Burrow did, you start to look at these games and you're like, wow, these quarterbacks, they stepped up in the biggest moment when the light was the brightest and their team needed them. Aaron Rodgers, that, that offense didn't do anything. That offense put up 10 points. And it seemed like after the Mercedes Lewis fumble, that was it. They were done. So I, I think it's it's not just Aaron Rodgers. I agree with you. More systemic, but it was a failure. And you can't give him all the credit when they win and then none of the blame when they lose. And there has to be that that level of expectation. 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from uh, Kurt. Kurt says, Bill, just wondering how many run plays were actually called that were changed to pass plays. I bet there were a few. Oh, no, I'd agree with that. 
We talked with that. Uh, we talked about that with uh, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette, where there were there was three or four specifically where you saw it was an RPO, and Rodgers tucked the ball and, and decided to go with the, the pass. Um, the depressed dude uh, writes uh, to me and says Rodgers sucked. You're right on with Rodgers being the biggest problem for the game. Not a team player anymore. His first Super Bowl run, he threw to 10 different guys, if I remember correctly. Coaching special teams, uh, the line on special teams looked uh, minuscule. If Green Bay just added some beef, uh, some second-string linemen, they win that game. Rodgers was pathetic. Uh, He said, that I'm depressed. I think we all are depressed. I would agree with that. Uh, This was from our uh, Rom Denny, who says, even with the blocked field goal, and punt, why, when they got to the ball back with 6.01 left in the fourth, still up seven, did they not run the ball? Which is a question I was asking uh, those around me, or it was being asked to me. Uh, you could still have burned up to three minutes and forced the 49ers to score at that point, even after the blocked punt. The Packers got the ball with four minutes to go, still tied, and there again. Was the time to run the ball a little bit? And if you luck out, you get yourself a field goal and win the game. Why did Rodgers unload the Hail Mary time and again? Whenever the 49ers needed some yards, they threw to a a little right over the middle. Why do they not uh, chuck him at the line of scrimmage? And why not not overplay to the inside where he gets most of the balls? Look, the whole defensive side of things, I understand it. They gave up six points. I I am nowhere near pointing the finger at the defense. They did. They played their ass off. Played their ass off. Your your question is legitimate about when they got the ball back. What are you doing, chucking it down the field continuously? Right. I one hundred percent. Dylan going out early really hurt us. Uh, you saw what the Forty ers did with two different backs. Dylan going out early. Uh, really hurt uh, what happened. He ended up with a chest injury. I think it might have been, was it a broken rib? We're going to hear from him coming up here shortly. He said it was a broken rib. Yeah, I think it's a broken rib, yeah. Uh, Pete says, for my two cents, the Green Bay Packers need to look deep into the management part of this. Uh, It would seem to be that Mark Mark Murphy is far more interested in building the infrastructure around Lambeau than hurrying to spend their useless stock money on the entertainment venues than focusing on improving and building for a Super Bowl team. No, 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 no. You completely misconstrued. That money can only be used for, well, first of all, that money, when you raise stock money, that's for infrastructure. That's not for, for payroll. Secondly, you're at the max. They spent the money on payroll. They're actually $30, $40 million over the salary cap. They spent the money. So that's apples and oranges. One has nothing to do with the other. The past few years of embarrassing losses uh, falls as much on Murphy and the management as it does anybody else. They painted themselves into a corner with a salary cap instead of uh, building sledding hills and bars around Lambeau Field. Well, nothing, no, Paul, I, or Pete, I get it, but no, it, one has zero to do with the other. Mark Murphy's job is to do that. Take that infrastructure money and continue to build the infrastructure. You know, people loved it when Bob Harlan was expanding things and making Lambeau feel better. Bob Harlan had nothing to do with the football side. He just said, hey, let me know what's going on. Ron Wolf, you go run it. Now that Mark Murphy does that and they're not having the same success, people hate Mark Murphy. No, no, no. He is supposed to build up the business of football. That's what his job is. He is the overseer of all. 
and you give it to Brian Gutekinds, you spend the money the way you see fit with the personnel and the roster management you need. Go do that. I'm going to go build sledding hills. I'm going to go build entertainment venues. I'm going to build things to build up concerts and bars and all that stuff. That's what his job is, people. That's what his job is, hands down. Without that money, you don't have a team. They have to make money. I never fault them for that. Never fault them for that. Um, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we continue on on this monday welcome back to the program uh, it looks like nathaniel hackett set to have is he uh, has been called back for a second interview with the broncos he's in denver today according to uh, sources tom palacero of the nfl network putting that out there let's get back to the phone calls let's go to uh let's go to josh josh welcome to the program the bill michael show what's going on man not too much, Charles Bill, this afternoon. I'm good. Uh, you know, I wish we were talking about the Packers playing in an NFC Championship game, but other than that, I'm good. I hear you. I hear you. I was very saddened to see the Packers lose that game. And uh, I watched a little Facebook Live with you yesterday saying that it's the end of an era, and I agree 100% with you. And it's very sad. Um, but looking at the future of the Packers, you know, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back, whether it's retirement or getting traded, conspiracy theories, um, Devontae Adams, if I recall, doesn't want to play with Jordan Love. He doesn't want to be part of a rebuilding year either. Um, and I, I think the future of the Packers, if it is without Aaron Rodgers and Devontae, maybe even, you know, Tunyon and all these other offensive guys, I think – I would rather keep the defense. They look to be worthy. You know, Dean Lowry, Lancaster, you know, TJ Slayton, they played very good yesterday. I'm sorry, Saturday. And as far as the offense goes, you know, with the injuries, the Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, our offensive line didn't do terrible. So looking at the future, uh, like you said last hour, San Francisco might have the blueprint for it. And, yeah, if we're going to run the ball, that's where I would hope the future of the Packers goes. Uh, see what you think. Well, I mean, I uh, as, as far as cutting some guys loose, yeah, you found out that you've got some good depth. Uh, the, the issue is you've got so many guys you've paid that you're you're either going to have to bring back on really reduced deals 
or you're going to have to just basically cut loose that it your team most likely will look drastically different next year. And some of that depth you're going to now rely upon as starters. You're going to have to make some really good off-season moves just and you're not going to have a ton of money to spend. So it's not like you can go out and, you know, bring in a bunch of veterans. You're going to have to really hit in the draft and it depends on what you're going to do if you have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams or you have neither. Um, you know, are you just going to start a mass exodus and say, Hey, we're going to turn it over to Jordan love, but for one year, we're going to go through a complete rebuild. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of question marks, what you're going to do with this team. So I agree with you. They have some depth and some guys that have made it, but what you need is these fifth round, sixth round guys to come in and be fortification and play well for a really cheap price. So you can do some additional things along the way to bolster your team. Uh, but this is all going to depend on what Aaron Rodgers wants to do once they kind of come to some kind of a consensus after he's had some time to think about it. And I, I think up until that point, we're all up in Lindo. And then the question is, look, I believe he's still an unbelievable quarterback. He's technically one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play. But there are certain times when you need him to rise up and be great, and he hasn't necessarily been great. And do you want to get to the postseason and hope that there's enough around him to make him a champion again? Or do you say we're going to scrap it and go in a different direction, but you also run the very real risk of going back to, you know, complete anonymity, not being relevant at all, not only in the postseason, but I'm talking in the NFC North, you know, where you're back to, to almost even with all the other teams around you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, I'm looking at that salary cap, you know, we extended all these players. Now we got to pay the piper, you know, and right. hopefully – Hopefully we are relevant with Jordan Love, with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like you said, it's going to look like a completely different team. And I, I keep remembering, I don't remember what that percentage was, but there has not been a quarterback to win the Super Bowl that's making more than, I believe that number was 14% of the team. Yeah, 13.8%. Yep. And, you know, we got to get Rodgers underneath that number to be relevant in my my opinion. No, I completely agree with that. If you don't have Aaron Rodgers under that percentage uh consistently you're it, you you're you know I think you're just peeing up a rope to be honest with you for lack of a better term. It's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> yep, no Great. doubt, man. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks, Bill. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up again. 877-867 1670. If you want to give us a shout, by all means, go ahead and do so. Uh, let's go to our buddy Mike down in Whitewater. Mike, how are you doing today? What's going on? I'm good, Billy. How are you? I think you described the uh, mood with the weather today. A little snowy, gray. That's it. Black yep. Monday. Hey, uh, just a question that I saw in the uh, State Journal on Saturday. Kind of predicted, <laughs> I don't know if it was euphoric or what, but that the special teams that Polzine up there had an article and said, Special teams are what's going to do the Packers in, and look what happened. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I mean, uh, we talked about it, and we just said, hey, you kind of hope and pray that they don't cost you, and then damned if they didn't. Well, another one is, you know, after we went down with the touchdown, first series, thinking, dunking, running, short passes, maybe a long pass over the middle, and then we did the same thing. I believe it was the next one when uh, – Mercedes fumbled the ball. We never went back to it. And nope. when we got the ball back at the end with a chance to get a field goal to win, we go 
again, to Adams, like you said, how many? Nine, 21 times between him and uh, Lazar? Him and, yeah. Him and, no, 21 times between him and Aaron Jones out of the backfield. But we never went back to, was it DeGuara that dropped that one on the 50-yard line? He yeah. never went back there. Never we never back saw to DeGuara, anything yeah. over the middle again. Nope, that was pretty much it. It was pretty much down the sideline to to Devontae Adams or it was uh, or it was uh, quick out passes uh, just to kind of keep the pressure off of him to Aaron Jones, and that was pretty much it. And then, like you said, we went away from the run, of course, when we uh, lost our big stud that could move the pile a little better than, you know, mm-hmm. inside to weaken him up. It didn't help us with just, you know, Adams is not or Jones is not uh, the big guy. Yeah. Who went out yeah, with a Jones is not Jones is not the bruiser. I mean, he's not AJ Dillon. He's not going to drag the pile five yards downfield the way Dillon does. And they kind of lost that uh, that two in the one two punch, if you will. Yeah, they did. Well, you have a good day, Billy. Good listening to you again. All right, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's our buddy Mike down in Whitewater joining the program. If you want to chime in, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um, what else do we have here for you? you got a lot of stuff. Uh, this is from uh, Jerry who says Rogers actually uh, acting exactly like he did uh, when Mike was the coach, uh, playing his own game, calling his own plays, ignoring the coaching staff. Uh, he must go before uh, coach can't take it anymore. Let me ask you this, Jerry. How do you know this? I get this all the time. Look, I don't get me wrong. I think there are times Rodgers has the ability either or, and he'll go in his direction. We know he'll look at Devontae Adams. But to say he's not running the offense, to, to say that he's not running with the plays that LaFleur calls, I again go back to you saw a game and a half. You saw the game against Kansas City. You saw the second half against Detroit. It was the same thing. How can you say, so why would then Jordan Love do exactly what Aaron Rodgers would do and just blow off the offense to run it exactly the the way Rodgers does? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. You, you, this, this is not all Aaron Rodgers people. Does he take liberties? Absolutely. He's earned the right to do so. Absolutely. All quarterbacks do that are smart, that know what they're doing. They have that opportunity. They're part of the game plan. But when things go right, it's Matt LaFleur. When things go wrong, it's Aaron Rodgers. And you simply can't do that. You can't do that. You know, we've heard LaFleur at times become frustrated and say, yeah, we got to run this. We got to do this. We He'll drop that. And we'll we'll know what he's talking about. We get it. But nah, you you can't do that. Because Matt LaFleur doesn't put plays together to have one guy go over the middle and one guy run the sideline to be open and then just say, Hey, do whatever you want to do. I mean, if he was if if Rogers was doing it continuously at the detriment of the team, it, it this wouldn't even be an issue. Rodgers would have been gone when McCarthy was gone. They would have just said, you know what, we don't want him. They wouldn't have fought so hard to get get him back. And they certainly wouldn't say, oh, by the way, teach Jordan Love everything you know. That's too easy. That's that's a cop-out. 
You know, it just is. Uh, Carl says, we've never seen Jordan Love play with the number one. Sure we did. Come on. Come on. You tell me the only guy that wasn't there, he had didn't have MBS and he didn't have Devontae Adams. But in Kansas City, he wasn't playing with the number ones? Stop. And let's be honest, he was the guy taking all the snaps with the number ones. For, for nine weeks, he did it. And didn't look any better in the game against Detroit. If you look, I, like I said, I'll, I'll put money up against any of you. If you think Jordan Love is the answer, I'll put money up against you. Put your money where your mouth is. You're making excuses for Jordan Love. Jordan Love didn't do anything in college, isn't going to do anything in the pros. He's an average quarterback. Okay. Maybe he has a game or two, but consistently, I'm not seeing him in an NFC Championship game anytime soon. But you're making excuses. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continue on. Glad to have you. Hey, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over at Quick Trip. Top tier alternative fuels, no fee ATMs. And at Quick Trip, uh, they have got a lot of good comfort food that you need right now after that Packers loss, unfortunately. But as the playoffs go on, you got Championship Sunday coming up. Uh, maybe you're going to, you know, watch that Super Bowl and you're going to stock up on many things. Quick Trip has them all. And stop over to Quick Trip. Uh, and I love the no fee ATMs. That's, to me, probably one of the best parts about Quick Trip. But, uh, you know, hey, stop in and uh, and see Quick Trip for yourself. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Doug's on the line. Doug, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Doug. Doug once. Doug twice. He gone. Uh, let's go to Dean. Dean, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hi, Bill. Um, the Packers played good defense, but I would have to disagree with you that they played lights out defense. Because on the previous, when San Francisco, before San Francisco had the ball, San Francisco played one, two, three out defense. When the Packers needed their defense to come through, Packers defense choked. Okay, well, the they. Three they... minutes. Uh, with three minutes and 20 seconds to go, yeah. And prior to that, they had a nine-play, 52-yard drive that they turned the ball over on downs. They got the ball back. I mean, look, going through the first half, they had negatives, or through the first quarter, they had given up negative seven yards and given the 49ers a total of nine plays. After that, the next drive, they had three plays and out, and they'd given up a total of negative three yards. It wasn't until the, until the 49ers got an interception and uh, they ended up turning the ball over on the interception, 11 plays, 68 yards when they picked off Garoppolo. So, I mean, they, 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 I think they did a fantastic job. But not late. Down the stretch, yeah, but down the stretch, the offense didn't help them. The offense had a field goal, a blocked punt, and then another punt. And it was 14 plays for a field goal, and then after that it was three and out for negative nine yards, three and out for four yards. The yeah, offense they, didn't do anything to help them. 
play late, though, defense, though. Yeah, they did. They no, gave up I six disagree. points. No, no, they didn't. No. They gave Come up on. six points. Yeah, they did. All right, see ya. You know, you you light. They didn't play lights out defense. So what do you want them to do? Shut them out. What do you want them to do? Shut them out. Yeah, they did. They played lights out defense. Absolutely. In the first half of that game, San Francisco went three plays, negative six yards, punt. Three plays, zero yards, punt. Three plays, negative one yard, punt. Second quarter, three plays, negative three yards, punt. 11 plays, 68 yards, then they got picked off. They come out, 10 plays, 59 yards, Packers get off the field on third down, field goal. After that, their next drive, their seventh drive of the game, 7.02 left to go in the third quarter. Three plays, negative one yard, punt. Fourth quarter, they get the ball. 11.27 to go in the quarter. Uh, 49ers go nine plays, 52 yards. They turn it over on downs. At the Green Bay 19, they get the fourth down stop. That should have ended the game. And the Packers offense didn't do a damn thing with it. Then the last drive, they gave up the drive. Nine plays, 44 yards. And the field goal to win it. They get down to the Green Bay 27 which made it, what, like a 43, 45-yard or something like that, and they won it. To say they didn't play lights out? Are you kidding me? Short of a shutout, what did you want them to do? They were lights out. Lights out. That fourth down stop that they got uh, in the uh, late in the game at four with, uh, uh, what was it, uh, I think it was like three minutes and 20 seconds to go, something like that. Four minutes to go, something. When they got that and they got the stop, are you kidding me? On fourth down when they turned them over? I was waiting for somebody to say that uh, they didn't play good good defense. Tim says apparently it, was, it wasn't lights out because they didn't get two pick sixes and didn't sack Jimmy G every single play. They played lights out. Just watch the Rams. They're going to give up more than six points next week. Packers defense played lights out. They gave up a field goal at the end of the game. That was it. And one other field goal. Packers got an interception, but I mean, I, I'm not going to go through it again. Packers played some incredible defense. I mean, you can argue with me, and maybe that's your opinion, but boy. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to fire us up, please go ahead and do so. Um, if you want to talk about blame, uh, 715, Cool says uh, special teams, the offense, defense three, I agree. They did what they needed to do. Can't really even blame anything on them. Right? Uh, Kevin says, how are they going to resolve the salary cap issue? <laughs> um, Judge Schmell's burner account says, only allowed six points, and if you think that was on the D, then you don't know football. The salary cap issue is, you know, I mean, they're – there's going to be a bloodletting. You're either going to kind of re-sign, renegotiate for a lot less, so to speak, um, or they're going to have to cut a lot of guys loose. I mean, it's just it's that simple. 
It's just that simple. 877-867-1670. This is from Kathy who says, As a Packers fan, I woke up on Sunday feeling exactly like you did. That was a great video. By the way, if you haven't seen the video, what everybody's talking about, if you haven't seen it for whatever reason, uh, it's over on the Facebook fan page. Uh, I was out and about Sunday morning. I got up. And I was actually, uh, we were going to go to some friends' house, uh, some friends' houses yesterday, um, a friend of ours. Uh, we we're going to go down and see uh, my buddy Craig and his wife Kelly. And I just had to go get some things. We we're going to take a dish of chili and, and some, you know, um, some dessert down and just kind of put some food together. And we we're just going to sit down and watch the games. And I'm sitting in the parking lot at Metro Market out in Brookfield. And. I just started thinking. I was kind of in this mid, this this stream of thought, this stream of consciousness at the time, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go live, and said what I said. Um, and there's a lot to it. It's about eight minutes long. It's not real long. It's eight minutes, uh, but it it really did go viral, and uh, a lot of you know, there's a lot of San Francisco fans and 49er fan or uh, Vikings fans and Bears fans, cry baby. I mean, whatever. But there's a lot of reality there to the stuff that we've talked about. So if you haven't seen it already. Uh, simply go to the Facebook fan page. Go to facebook.com slash The Bill Michael Show. And it's just a little ways down, uh, but you can check it out for yourself. It's right there. But I think it's been viewed on almost 100,000 times now, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to go back and, and check. But the last I checked was about an hour and a half ago, and it's been climbing like crazy ever since. But it's it's up around 100,000 views, I think. Um, so, uh, you know, if you're a Packers fan, yeah, it's uh, 84,000 views. Um, so there you go. Oh, uh, real quick. Cool. Well, let's do this. We'll step away. Take a quick break. There's one thing I do want to talk about real quick. One thing I do, and it's, it's somewhat off topic, but it's, we hear it every year and every year it is absolute crap. It, and it just, it, it just pisses me off to no end. And I'll tell you what it is when we come back. you got to stay tuned because I want to see if you feel the exact same way. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up, and it's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers losing to the 49ers 13-10. to Head coach Matt LaFleur after the game Saturday night. You know, we had plenty of opportunities to kind of put that game away. I thought our defense battled their ass off. I thought they competed at the highest level. You know, we had a ton of special teams miscues. Ultimately, you know, give San Francisco a ton of credit. They came ready to play. They came ready to battle. Aaron Rodgers described his feelings on going from the number one seed to one and done in the postseason. A little little numb, for sure. Didn't think it was going to end like this. Uh, you know, disappointed in the offense. Ten points, obviously not enough. The defense, man, played outstanding. Special teams obviously hurt us. The Packers' defense held the 49ers' offense to zero touchdowns and still lost the game. Safety Adrian Amos saying that's hard to process. When you lose games because of, you know, mistakes you, you made or, you know, when, when you feel like 
you know, you should have won. And that stinks. San Francisco's defense sacked Aaron Rodgers five times and recorded six more quarterback hits. 49ers safety Jimmy Ward on Josh Norman's coverage, preventing a big play to Devontae Adams. Phenomenal play by Josh Norman to come off the bench and make a play like that against Aaron Rodgers. And that was a great throw. He was trying to throw back shoulder, I want to say. And him and Devontae Adams, you know, it's just like Scottie Pippen and Jordan. They make that throw all the time, but not today. So the Packers move into an offseason of changes in free agency and perhaps the coaching staff while the 49ers face the Rams in the NFC Championship. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan on reaction in the visitors' locker room. Oh, guys, were they were going crazy. They were ecstatic. I mean, just that game, being in that game, uh, the way it went, just those elements, you know, that first drive, the way we started that out, it didn't seem like it was too hard for them with those elements and after that the defense was unbelievable that's kyle shanahan from green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show stuff from our buddy Mike Clemens, by the way. Mike, and uh, the entire season for Mike Clemens, brought to you by our friends at the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable. Uh, Got to say thanks to them for being with us, and uh, they'll continue with our Mike Clemens reports, but uh, the Bay Family Restaurant featuring homestyle cooking seven days a week on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them for reservations. You're going to go up and maybe stroll through Lambeau Field. Maybe you got an event coming up uh, in the Green Bay area, or maybe you're just going to go to the Hall of Fame or just go up there and kind of look around. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com or call them for reservations, 920-494-3441, 920-494-3441, or go online at baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Hey, a reminder coming up, we only have two huddles left, too, by the way. And our next one, we're going to be at the Root River Center. Root River Center in Franklin coming up on Thursday. Six to eight, the Bill Michaels Huddle is back. It's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. And uh, by the way, uh, I want to say thanks to Foxes, the staff, the management. If you saw the video or you saw the people, the pictures from down there, that place was packed. And they have some of the best staff that we've ever worked with. I mean, they're great to everybody. Um, Whether it's the guys walking around clearing tables or the servers or those that helped us set up. I mean, it's just Mike... And, and and Dominic and, and all those guys, they were fantastic. So thanks to everybody down there, and thanks to our friends at Bud Light for hosting such a tremendous party last Saturday night. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a shout if you want to. Ben, what do you what do you got there? What's what's your tweet? Um, that's like the tweet of the day. Well, it's my tweet of the day. I guess it's the tweet of the weekend. Um, it comes okay. from a guy named Bum Chillips. It's a great Twitter account. He says, <laughs> we all thought Aaron Rodgers had a shot, which has happened before. Ah, the I saw all the memes that Aaron Rodgers has been immunized from the, the postseason. Uh, Aaron Rodgers the, has been canceled by the 49ers. 
Uh, did you see the picture of the the Bernie Sanders sitting in a chair, but it's Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> yes. Oh, they were funny. my God. There Throw was a lot Rogan. of funny ones that were out. Yeah. Yep. There was a lot of them out there that were really good. And you know what? Being so boisterous by the way he was regarding the immunization, and I guess he went on ESPN over the weekend or something, either that or maybe on Friday or something, and talked a lot of politics, uh, which I really don't want to get into, but he was talking a lot about that, and oh, my goodness. He he really kind of set himself up, and he was just re- – then, obviously, the comment about draft day, the 49ers are going to be sorry they drafted me, um, you know, all of that. So, you know, it, it was a lot of stuff heaping onto Aaron Rodgers. I mean, a lot heaping onto Aaron Rodgers. That was uh, this weekend, so – but yeah, that's a that's a good one too. He had a shot. <laughs> uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, feel feel free. There were uh, there really were a couple I saw that were, hey, at least he did his own research about throwing into double coverage. I know, right? I saw that too. Uh I heard I heard one that said Joe Rogan was calling the plays. They had a picture of Rogan with his headset on. Um <laughs> yeah, it's it was it was funny. This is what you expected, though. You know, I get it. Uh, Robin says, at least uh, fans can say that Rodgers won another MVP. This is the problem that is the regular season award. I'm uh, sure he would trade all of them instead of winning uh, one Super Bowl. Again, it goes back to, uh, and I agree with that, I, but I had said, you know, sometimes if you look at history, there's only been 10 players that have won the MVP that have actually gone on to win a Super Bowl. And... Rogers is going to win the MVP, but I would trade that for a Super Bowl. And I don't know what it is. It's like Heisman Trophy winners, you know, don't necessarily play great in big games. And, and after they've had the award, I mean, some, you know, in recent times they have, but there's always been that stigma that some of these players get the award and then they kind of fall off. But yeah, the MVP, only 10 players have won an MVP and then gone on to win a Super Bowl. And I, it's almost like at this point in time, it's almost like the Madden curse, you know. If you win the MVP, chances are you're not going to win a Super Bowl because of it. Or maybe we have to revisit the Manning cast thing. Uh, right? Well, then again, he lost uh, as a starter. He lost uh, in the Manning cast. He lost the Detroit game. Maybe the karma only worked if he had played the whole game, though, you know. Maybe that's what it was, yeah. I don't know, but I, I know now that any player that is asked to be on the Manning cast prior to the postseason, maybe you don't want to do it. Uh, Wayne says, for the guy that said that the defense wasn't lights out, uh, the Green Bay defense uh, allowed six points and 212 yards. If Green Bay defense doesn't does that on a weekly basis, you, uh, you win 99 out of 100 times, which I agree. Um, this is from John. It says, do you believe the Packers failed to build around Rodgers and Favre? Is that the narrative, correct? No, I, I think for a while, I mean, they had opportunities to do so, and they didn't. I think Ted Thompson, after they won the Super Bowl, um, that's when he started getting the the smartest guy in the room thought. Because when he first took over for the Green Bay Packers as the general manager, I mean, obviously his first deal was, you know, drafted Aaron Rodgers, right? We all know that. Uh, but don't forget, in that draft, he had Nick Collins. He brought in a guy that was a, a filler like Brady Papinga who, who performed, right? You know, then the next year he goes after A.J. Hawk. Darren College was solid. Greg Jennings was solid. Jason Spitz played a guard for a while. You know, they had a few guys that were Johnny Jolly played well for them, if I'm not mistaken, if he was in that uh, 2006 draft. 
Then the next year, now the, the this is where he started to get outside of himself because remember, if it was 2007 when it was, oh, we're going to go after the undersized Justin Harrell and then Brandon Jackson. Now, they did pick up Aaron, uh, not Aaron, uh, James Jones in that draft. And they picked up Mason Crosby, who's obviously been here for a long time and, and been extremely solid. But but that, you know, he got crazy with Desmond Bishop and Corey Hall and David Clowney. And, you know, it just, it seemed like he started to get outside of himself. It wasn't until the next year you picked up Jordy and you picked up your Michael Finley. You got Josh Sitton. But the guy they were high on was uh, Breno Giacomini. Remember? Oh, Breno's, uh, he's, no. No, then the year they picked up B.J. Raji, Clay Matthews, they, they T.J. Lang. They, okay, then they had finally hit on all of these guys. So you got it. You got it now. A nucleus of guys that were legit. And remember, B.J. Clay Matthews, Jordy Nelson, um, Greg Jennings. Aaron Rodgers, Nick, these guys were all really top players. Now you had your base, and then you bring in the next year Brian Balaga, who fills in for the injured uh, uh, Mark Tauscher, and they go on and win a championship. Morgan Burnett played extremely well, you know, that year. They had uh, James Starks, who became uh, part of that running back situation. C.J. Wilson, the back end of that draft is a defensive end. He was solid. They had a good rotation. Howard Green came in, Ryan Pickett. You had B.J. You had a good rotation of guys. And then after that, it was Derek Sherrod was going to be the next tackle. Alex Green, Devon House, D.J. William, Caleb Schlauterhoff, D.J. Smith, Ricky Elmore, Ryan Taylor, Lawrence Guy, Shorter Randall Cobb, that draft sucked. And it was all these Nick Perry, Jarrell Worthy, all these guys. We're going to fit these undersized guys, square pegs, round holes. I'm smarter than everybody else. And that's when it started to fall apart. That's when it started to fall apart. This upcoming hour, we're going to talk with Mike Clemens and really break down what went on on Saturday night and start to look forward to what the future may or may not hold. Stay tuned. Another hour of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.